husband was in the Army, so I needed a more portable career, and my choices were either teaching or nursing, because wherever the Army sends you in the world, there will always be an American school or an American hospital. I chose nursing, and when I took my first public health nursing class, I was hooked. I knew I'd found my dream and my passion, and I hoped that one day I would be able to travel internationally, and I would save the world from hunger and disease. And my dream came true. In 2012, all the stars aligned, and it was time to go. My husband had finally returned from a year-long deployment in Iraq. My children were grown and gone, and I was nicely offered a sabbatical, unpaid sabbatical, from the university where I was teaching. And so I worked for the CDC and the World Health Organization in the polio eradication program, and they sent me to Liberia, West Africa. And I consider myself to be pretty cosmopolitan and well-traveled, but I have to admit that the only thing I knew about Liberia is that they had a long civil war. And I had to look up on my big world map to figure out where they were sending me. I arrived in Monrovia, the capital of Liberia, on a Wednesday, and three days later they sent us out to the field. I was told I was going to Zwedru, which is about a 13-hour trip outside of the city. We started on a paved road that became a dirt path that then became just the jungle. And I'm riding along, and I see young women walking along the side of the road selling bananas off the top of their head. We stop at a roadside stand where they're selling charred monkeys on a stick. I didn't eat any. But I'm seeing subsistence living up close and personal, and I'm starting to think, uh-oh, maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe I'm not as cosmopolitan and well-traveled as I think I am. My husband, who has been deployed to Iraq twice, shared this gem with me. Anytime you feel anxious, zip. Get out all of your luggage, get out anything that has a zipper on it, and zip. Zip it, unzip it, zip it again. It really works. And I spent a lot of time zipping my first night in pleasure. So now, we're headed to a clinic. And when I say we, I mean Gus, who is from the Ministry of Health, me, and a couple of other people. And we're driving to a clinic that is staffed by a nurse midwife and a vaccinator. And these people do a lot with a very little, as there's no running water and there's no electricity. And at the end of a long day, we're all standing outside in the courtyard where there are some small children and some chickens milling around. And all of a sudden, the nurse midwife starts running around after one of the chickens, and she grabs it. It has green feathers and beige feathers and some other colored feathers on the top of its head, and she's holding it by its legs in front of her. And the vaccinator walks over and ties the chicken's legs with twine. And then both of them put these giant smiles on their faces, and they hold the chicken out here you go, this is our gift to you. Thank you for coming to our clinic today. And the guys that I'm with, 
all also smile broadly, while inside I'm screaming to myself, oh my god, we're getting a live chicken as a gift. This is the weirdest and most uncomfortable thing that has ever happened to me. I've gotten cookies, I've gotten candy, but I have never received a live chicken as a gift. But I'm cool and I'm professional. So I smile too, and we take the chicken as our gift. So now we're headed back to Zwedrum. It's again a three hour drive to get back and the chicken is in the back of the Land Rover. For the first little while, it moved around. It made some chicken noises, like <laughs> And then after a while, it fell silent. So, I thought I should ask the question, so, what are we gonna do with the chicken? To which Gus from the Ministry of Health replied, oh, Cindy, it's gonna be great. On Saturday, we're all going to get together and have a big chicken dinner. Wonderful. So we drive another two hours back to Zwedrum. We arrive at the local health office, and I ask my last question. So what's going to happen to the chicken now? Where Gus says, oh, Cindy, it'll be fine. Someone will take the chicken home, and we'll all get together on Saturday, and we'll have a big chicken dinner. So when you are in the bush, in Liberia, if you do not bring any food, there is no food. There are no 7-Elevens. You either raise it, grow it, or bring it. And I've been in Zwedu for several days, and I have been subsisting on bottled water with Propel, some English tea biscuits, and some granola bars that my husband made me bring from home. So I'm pretty hungry. If I were at home, I probably never would have considered eating some rangy bush chicken. I prefer my chicken under cellophane, not with feathers. And I spent a lot of time thinking about that chicken. So, Saturday comes, no call, no text. Sunday comes, no call, no text. Monday, I end up back at the health office, Finally, Gus arrives, and not wanting to seem too over-anxious, I give him about two seconds to settle in before I run over. Hey, Gus, how was your weekend? And by the way, what happened to the dinner? Nobody called me. To which Gus replies, oh, Cindy, the chicken died. And I say, I know, the chicken was supposed to die so we could eat it, right? <laughs> and he says, no, Cindy, the chicken died and we couldn't eat it. And so he tells me that because we had stressed this chicken out so much, it had ruined the meat and we would be unable to eat the chicken. So, <laughs> so at this point, I was like, oh, okay, why? but why didn't anybody call me? To which Gus replied, oh, Cindy, I can tell you we're so wigged out about the chicken that I didn't want to upset you anymore, so I didn't call. I'm sorry. So I was not able to hide my, my fear or my uncomfortableness with the situation. Maybe I'm not the professional that I think I am. But my very favorite travel quote in the world, I think, sums up the situation very well. 
Adventure is just discomfort in retrospect. And I think that probably goes double for the chicken.